The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. You're listening to the Sports Scramble Podcast, where four friends serve up a weekly plate of sports with a side of SEC bias. Now, here are your hosts, Chet, Jacob, Wade, and Tyler. Welcome in, everybody, to this week's episode of the Sports Scramble Podcast, brought to you by our friends over at Belly Up Sports, your host, Chet, and we got the full crew, Tyler Wade and Jacob on. How y'all doing tonight, boys? Doing good. Doing excellent. We're surviving. Having a, Jacob, did you have a great weekend at uh, Black Friday, Home Depot? Any I didn't work, stories? dude. I've, I've oh, actually... That's a blessing. I had... I had Obviously, Thursday off, Friday and Saturday off. So oh. I, I won. I won out on that deal. How's that employee discount look over there? You stacked that on top of some Black Friday deals? Get you something nice? Employee discount. Fun fact if you try to go to Home Depot, there is no employee discount. So. Oh, well, I went to Home Depot four times on Friday. Uh, some Christmas lights, then had to buy some more bulbs, then had to buy an extension cord, and then I bought a fridge. So it was just a lot of Black Friday stuff going on. And I, the only discount I got was on the fridge. Uh, but my light, my house looks amazing for Christmas. I got all the lights. I got it on the, the Wi-Fi switch so I could set the timer. Best house on the block, if you ask if you ask me. If you ask my neighbor, they'd probably say his. But, hey, he paid a professional to do it. I was on the roof. And the, uh, the <laughs> professional actually drove by. He kind of, like, honked his horn, and I'm on the roof hanging lights. He goes, hey, man, uh, I'm going to leave my flyer here uh, for next year. You know, we hang lights. You know, you got to buy the lights from him and then you pay him to hang them. And I was like, dude, you have to buy I'm, the lights from him. Do you yeah. not see me putting in the work here. I was like, do you not? I'm, I'm literally on the roof. Like, I'm obviously not. Park Griswold and everything. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I've already. He was a nice guy. He actually cut me an extension cord because I needed just a little bit more. And he made one himself. And then I had the idea to just go buy some cable at Home Depot. So you don't even see extension cords. I got all that stuff hidden, like up under the shingles and everything. Um, but it was like, honestly, wasn't a terrible deal when I lived in Houston, they wanted like $1,600 to do it. Okay. You got to buy the lights from them. You don't even own the lights. Technically you rent the lights from them and then they put it up and take it down. It was like 1600 bucks. This guy was like $500. What a scam. I know. That's outrageous. $500 the first year that includes your light purchase um, them putting them up and them taking them down, but they're yours to keep. So you keep the lights if you move. And then they just I come back the next year better. for like two fifty, a hundred bucks. So oh, that's wow. not bad. That's I would have paid them a hundred dollars. Yeah, I would have paid them a hundred dollars for sure. But I already had the lights, so I was like, business idea. Uh, I I called Lyndon. For those that don't know Lyndon, he's our entrepreneur man. I called him and I was like, Lyndon, and he's already up on roofs now. <laughs> I was like, dude, just let them buy the lights. I'm sure there's some sort of insurance policy you probably need to have in case somebody gets hurt. But if let them buy the lights from you or they provide their own lights and you just charge based on that. And I was like, dude, 100 bucks for a house you can knock out in like an hour or two with two people. All you need is a ladder. Oh, I got a ladder, too, at Home Depot. That was the Black Friday deal. That was 60 percent off. So what, what kind of how big is this ladder? It's an eight foot fiberglass ladder. The thing was regular, like he's, one, okay, folks, he's was like one eighty eight foot ladder, seventy <laughs> percent, or it was seventy bucks. 
You should have bought that 32-foot extension. I looked at that one. That one was a little more than I wanted to spend. <laughs> and I also didn't need a 32-foot ladder to get on like, like 10 foot tall. That thing. He doesn't yeah, have a five-story home. Well, <laughs> I bought the ladder because I originally backed my truck up to the edge of the roof. And then I had a step stool, a six-foot tall step stool that was on there. And Don't then I was, on, I was on my tippy toes trying to pull myself onto the roof because it still wasn't tall enough. <laughs> So then I was, and then my uh, Alexa was out there like, eh, this doesn't look too safe. <laughs> I was going to say, did your wife know about this? Uh, hold on. My Alexa is now talking. Hold on. <laughs> All right. Turns okay. off the, the mic to, to tell the wife off. I had to mute to, to tell the, the echo device to stop. It was about to start playing smooth jazz. I don't know where it got that one. There we go. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> um. But yeah, she was like, that doesn't look too safe. And I was like, oh, well, I mean, you know, we got Black Friday going on. It's like, oh, 60% off. Heck yeah. You can always use a ladder. So any any festivities at the uh, at either of y'all's houses, hanging up lights, buying ladders or anything? Oh, yeah. Life, man. No, no light assembly needed, but we did get the interior set up uh, this past week. We did the, the tree uh, one more year with the artificial tree as well. And then next year, I'll be... Right there with you on the roof, putting up lights, buying a tree, all the good stuff. Yeah, we've got the fake tree. There's a tree out there I think I'm going to buy when it goes on sale after Christmas. Because you know how, like, the fake trees that are pre strong with the lights, you got to, like, find the plugs and the bulbs burn out. This one, it's three pieces. And when you attach it, it automatically, like, clicks in and the lights turn on. You don't have to do anything. You just plug it in into the wall. So it's like... That's, I mean, it's like $900, but we're going to wait for that post-Christmas, like, Easter sale when it's 30% off and see if we can get one of those. Or I did follow your lead and put them all, all of our lightable Christmas uh, items, I put them into a uh, power strip that is plugged into a smart plug, so I can use voice commands uh, to do that, so I felt the power of Chet there. (laughs) You, uh, you can talk to the device that I just set off by saying my wife's name and tell it to turn on your Christmas lights. Yes. Um, and they all come on. There you go. Tyler, what about you? You were on the roof uh, in the sugar cane no. fields crawling around? <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. The sugar, tra- sugar cane trucks have been out. They've been on the road, you know, going 30 miles an hour, pissing me off. Uh, but other than that, it's uh, the holiday season. Hey, you need that spray, <laughs> Happy baby. holidays. Happy holidays, everybody. It's sugar cane. Season, uh, but yeah. we did pass a cane cutter on the way back from Texas, and oh my really? gosh, that thing is like 20 feet tall tires. They're huge, but, it's like a monster truck. Yeah, <laughs> but no, outside of that, uh, you know, no uh, hanging the lights. We don't do the icicle lights uh, anymore after some incidents uh, my father has been through, uh, so we don't do that anymore. And uh, but yeah, I was helping my Mark mom took a uh, fall. Up the, the Christmas tree, yeah. Yeah, you know, a couple of hospitals. You gotta be careful. Scene, you know, <laughs> you gotta be careful, and you gotta know what you're dealing with. The last house I was in, the peaks of the roof were way too steep, and I got up there. I was like, I, I don't know about this, and I like kind of Spider Man my way up to get to the very top, to because it was a very tall peak, <laughs> and uh, I got up there, and I was a little nervous. I like slid down the roof like on a sled basically because it was so <laughs> steep. This one was fine, but. 
Fudge, you've been you've been giving people advice at Home Depot on what lights to buy. I mean, you, slink, you make a commission over there, huh? No, I have definitely stayed away from a lot of the Christmas stuff. I, nah, I, I don't. He's a, bother. He's, a uh, he's a Scrooge. He's a Grinch. No, like I, I don't know. Like retail, it just gives you different vibes when it comes to the holidays. It's just a little weird, little little backwards. Um, I, I don't know. I haven't started any any stuff here at the house outside yet. Uh, did manage to get the tree up, dude. You know, I hate these moments. So this is the first year the family's gone artificial tree. You know, and mm-hmm. we went from the live to the artificial. You know, so. Because at the end of the day, it might cost a little more now, but in a couple of years, eh, it kind of equals itself out. Right. Um, so, you know, we didn't go with the pre-lit one because we already had lights from previous years. So we just went, you know, just regular, regular artificial tree. So here I am putting the lights on the other day and go to plug them in. And sure enough, the strand right in the middle of the tree is <laughs> out. And now I have to take them off and all over again. So now... Um, yeah, but I, I think uh, I'll probably be out this weekend, this upcoming weekend. I'll probably be out putting putting stuff yeah, up. Yeah, we, we did ours a little early because we got some vacations planned and we wanted to be able to see the lights and the inside and everything. So went ahead and put them up and we're rocking and rolling. Um, and in the Christmas spirit and college football playoff spirit, we have, we're going to, of course, get into our playoff picks and we're going to get into a special edition of playoff picks for Christmas movies. Um, so I told the guys to prepare your top four, maybe top six, if you, if you've got a lot on the list. So let's start with, let's start with Tyler. You've been excited. We've been, you've been like teasing me about it all day. Like I've got four good ones. Uh, what are you, what are your four? Let's start with number four and work your way down. Oh baby. All right. Number four. Uh, let's go with the Polar Express. Uh, number four, you know, it's a, it's a okay. classic. It's got a lot of the cool jingles, you know, the hot chocolate ones, probably my, the top one. Uh, so uh, let's hey, go. Got it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, let's go on to number three. I'll put uh, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Not the animated, get that. No, no. Dude, doing that the, gave me nightmares. The live the film action one. I do. The animated one is so bad, uh, but I definitely like uh, the live action one. Number two is Home Alone. Gotta love the old Home yep. Alone. Don't give me Home Alone 2. Don't give me Home Alone 3. The original one is always the best. Number one, I will fight you for this. Elf is the best Christmas movie that you can have on the market. Elf is my number one seed. Uh, I like Elf, the good number one seed. Home Alone's a quality number two. The Grinch Stole Christmas. Have you yep. lost your mind? That is the scariest Christmas movie that's ever been made. Dude, I, 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 I wouldn't even watch it as a kid. I, like, I... The Grinch terrifies me, especially the live action. I like this. Oh, I know Are you I'm kidding doing. me? Are you kidding me? The live I'm show action. Show up to your house dressed up as the Grinch. Yeah, no, the Grinch. That no, I like the animated one, but the live action one's not. Oh, we got a comment right here with Die Hard. That's 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 great yep. playoff pick for the uh, for the Christmas movie. <laughs> but is it a Christmas it's, movie? It's a controversial it pick, just like it Texas is. or Oregon would be in the real playoffs. <laughs> Uh, Fudge says it is. I've actually never seen it, so I need to watch it this Christmas, um, so I can weigh in on all of the diehards are considered Christmas movies. I mean, like, all right, Fudge, (laughs) let's get let's get your four playoff picks for Christmas movies. Uh, number four, I'll go, uh, 
National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. It's got to be number four. Like, um, dang, who upset them for them to be yeah. all the way up four? <laughs> um, no, at number three, I'll go Home Alone at three. I think Home Alone is the, is a classic. The second one's a killer, though. It's terrible. Um, I don't like the second one. I don't like the second one. The the I like the second one. Boston, New York like- City. I I not my favorite. Um, number two is probably the Polar Express. Got to get the Polar Express vibes. Hot, hot, hot. I have fallen asleep to that movie maybe thirty times. So how uh, is it the number is that two? A good thing or a bad thing? <laughs> Well, no, I just I've seen it so many times. I think I just fall asleep now. But uh, okay, I got you. I got you. Um, and then number one is probably all of the Santa Claus movies with Tim Allen. Yeah, I like the Santa Claus movies too. Just, that was like on my. I outside. think they encompass themselves like all in one. But uh, well, those are fire. It, those are you got three. You got a trilogy, and they just Disney just came out with like a new series. Yeah, want to watch yeah. that this Christmas? So you yeah. know that one. That one's mm-hmm. up there. All right, Wade. Let's hear yours. All right. So piggybacking off of Jacob, I'm gonna go with the Santa Claus too. I don't know why. I just feel like that's the one I like the best. Okay. So I'm gonna okay. stick them in there at the four seed. And at three seed, I'm gonna give Home Alone two a little bit of love. They're gonna make it at at three. Uh, number two. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation uh, squares off against Home Alone Jr. in the two verse three. And then the granddaddy of them all, Home Alone number one. Uh, So it'd be Home Alone versus the Santa Claus. I think Home Alone wins. And then uh, eh, probably probably, uh, Christmas Vacation versus Home Alone in the championship. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh, yeah. Mine's very similar to yours and Tyler's. Um, number four, I'm going Home Alone 2. I actually really like the New York one. Yeah, with Trump and the Pigeon Lady? Come on. Exactly. <laughs> it's a good one. Exactly. It's on my outside, but the original number one. Number three, it does. The original down. one's too good. Number, but... number three doesn't make any sense because it's a completely different kid. And they're, like, younger than they were in the first one. And that's my yeah. gripe with uh, Vacation 2, the kids in Vacation and the kids in Christmas Vacation look absolutely nothing alike. No. Like, they didn't even try. All right, no. anyways, back to chat. Okay. So, number four, Home Alone 2. Uh, number three is the OG Santa Claus, the Santa Claus, um, the, the one that started it all. Uh, number two is the original Home Alone. That one's that two and one. Yeah. Between number or Home Alone one and what I have ranked number one, it was kind of a toss up here. Um, and the number one is Elf, Mr. Will Ferrell. Watched it this weekend. Uh, get into the Christmas spirit. That's my favorite. Hi, buddy. I hope you find your dad. I mean, that's that's iconic. Um, what Tyler? What are the main elf uh, food groups? Do you know them off off the head? Candy, candy corn, and what? I don't know. Forgot that. And uh, I think it's candy, candy corn. Chocolate. Uh, I gotta watch it again. <laughs> I know we got. We'll go watch it after this. Oh I, can't, I can't remember them all. Uh, I like know everything about it. It's just because we're doing it on air, and then I my brain. You can't, you can't remember. <laughs> uh, how do we feel about how do we feel about my like, wife is texting it to Christmas me. movies? It's candy, candy canes, candy corn, and syrup. Thank you. See, yeah, I'm... when he pours the syrup all over his spaghetti sauce or all over his spaghetti and it eats it. Oh yeah. God, I can't Horror do it. Horror Christmas movies, um, not like Krampus. Fan. Eat, like not, a a <laughs> not a fan. 
He doesn't even <laughs> like The Grinch. Grinch. He considers it a horror movie. I yeah, can't believe you consider that a horror movie and Jim Carrey's coming back to play The Grinch. I don't know, man. Uh, Elise doesn't it. like Jim Carrey at all either in anything. It's just a weird, yeah, just a different character. It's well, a little yeah. weird. Not a fan of the Grinch. I like the animated one. That one was that one was a nice feel good story. With I feel like movie. Chet. I feel like Chet gets down to all the Hallmark Christmas movies. Like, I feel oh like yeah, that, for sure. That's his jam. I'll that's... sit when we go when I go home for Christmas. My mom just has them on repeat and just watching the Hallmark movies. I mean, you could. It's always the girl from the big city comes home to visit, and little <laughs> little Billy Bob. You know how it's gonna end. You just yeah. know how it's gonna end. A Christmas <laughs> in South Dakota. A Christmas in Wyoming. A Christmas in Louisiana. They have it's to the save same. the Christmas tree farm or the family store because <laughs> Billy Bob's got to pay, uh, you know, the bank's foreclosing on his house. And she comes in. She's the head of her marketing agency in New York City. And she knows how to save the business. And then I think I've seen that one a couple of times. <laughs> yeah, I've seen it 25 times. It's the same one every year. Uh, they, they, She's not looking for love, but she founds it in the tree farm. And they... Get married and raise their kids, and she can cover two, two mortgages—one in the city and one in the country. And... It's the same actors too. It's mm-hmm. like how many times is uh, what's her name? She's in uh, y'all know who I'm talking about. She's in every. I don't movie. know, but some guy from Batman. The girl from Full House is like in, one in this year's. Uh, the girl Hallmark. from Full House, yes, she's in like every single one of them. Uh. What do we got here? Eddie Murphy coming out on stream this week. Let's cover it. Candy Cane Lane. Well, that's a new one. I haven't well, seen I like that Eddie one. Murphy, Eddie Murphy so kills me. Check that one out. He's so funny. Big Eddie Murphy fan. That Candy Cane Lane. All right, we'll check that one out. I'm surprised uh, nobody said a Christmas story. Yeah, I'm more one. of a comedy person. It's old. I like I mean, Miracle it's, on 34th it's... Street. That was a close. Uh, that was like the yeah. Texas of my playoff. They're gonna get left out. Texas, the Texas of your playoff. Let's see. Let's pull up some Christmas movies here. Um, a Christmas Karen. Haven't seen that one. That's that's on a Christmas Carol. No, a, a Christmas <laughs> Karen. 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 Oh, uh, that that's new. Um, these are all like. Oh, I like. Um, what's the one where? They're about to go like on a cruise for Christmas. Oh, Christmas and... with the cranks. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, no. yeah. That one needs that might actually sneak in there, but I don't know. What about the nightmare before Christmas? How do y'all feel about that one? No. I yeah, feel like that's no. more of a Halloween movie than more of Christmas. It's like yeah, we watched it at Halloween. Let's see. Uh Beethoven's Christmas Adventure. That's a good one. With the big big dog from uh the Sandlot. We all know Chet's a big Snowpaws fan. Yep. Yep. <laughs> uh, Santa Paws. Santa Paws. <laughs> Violent Night is like some murder Christmas movie that There's came out last year. category. That's, uh, yeah, Christmas horror movies. Krampus, Violet Night, Black Christmas, um, Anna, Something Apocalypse. Okay. Uh, Silent Night. That one <laughs> looks interesting. I like the um, Yeah, so I mean, there's plenty of great Christmas movies out there. We won't spend the whole show talking about Christmas movies. Uh, leave them in the comments. Your top four. Uh, we got a yeah Christmas with the cranks. Um, leave them in the comments. Your top four, uh, and we'll read them on the show as we go through. But playoffs. The playoffs are well not here yet, but they're about to be here. 
let's go top six for college football. Of course, we had some shakeups. Um, Alabama, you know, took down Auburn on the in the Milrow Miracle. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, Michigan is the the lone unbeaten team in the Big Ten. Uh, Florida State's still undefeated. Washington's undefeated. They run into uh, Oregon next week. So let's go top six. We'll start with Jacob. Who top six? All right. Uh, one through four uh, is basically the undefeated teams. Uh, one being Georgia, two Michigan, three Washington, four of Florida State. Um, five has to be Oregon only because only loss is, is to to Washington, and they still look really good. They have the Heisman Trophy winner uh, under center. So, I mean, that's, that's kind of – We'll get into that way. too. Just saying, um, six is Texas, I think, um, for me, and seven is – I'll say seven's Ohio State, and the only reason I'll say that is because Alabama's close win against Auburn looks worse than Ohio State's loss. Ohio State's loss to Michigan. That's that's the only so, reason. Is that your playoff rankings that come out tomorrow? Is that your playoff rankings for the end of the year? That's mine tomorrow. I mean, as far as – you want me to give my end of the year? Yeah, what, let's go end of the year. What do you think end of the year looks like? For the four, top four. The top four. Okay, uh, Georgia one, um, Michigan two. I think they survive a close one with Iowa because of Ooh, defense. Bar burner. Oh, yeah. my God, a close one, like 42 to nothing. <laughs> <laughs> How do you want to go? Like, <laughs> Maybe 24 to nothing. Um, three, Washington. I think Washington is going to survive Oregon. Uh, Florida State for me is going to drop out. I think Florida State is on upset alert, big time. Okay, yeah, I think so. Um, so I think this is where Texas sneaks back in. I'm gonna throw Texas in the four spot unless they lose to Oklahoma State, who's probably the most shaky team in the Big Twelve. How they made it is by the grace of God that they made it to the Big Twelve championship. So running the football. Let's say all this. All I gotta say is my alma mater freaking ran them over this year, so I'm happy. Let's say all this plays out, right? You got Lord, here comes Jets 34 scenarios. (laughs) So, so you got Georgia, Michigan, Oregon. Say Oregon or Washington. Whoever wins Pac-12 is the three seed. There, the four seed. Now, what if Texas loses? Then it's probably Ohio Ohio State. State. Yeah, Ohio State sneaks back in. What about a one-loss Florida State? Mm. Well, you didn't say Florida State loses. I mean, if it's well, to, if it's to Louisville, scenario. it looks really no, bad. Florida State's not getting in unless they if win. They the lose ACC. to Louisville. It's really you have bad. To be a conference yeah. champion. Yeah, Florida State needs to Especially win out. Jordan Travis, Michigan, and Georgia could probably lose a game and still make it. You think Georgia and Alabama could get into in it if Alabama beats Georgia? Yeah, if if There's another upset happens. Uh, yes, if if Texas or someone were to lose and yeah. there was a fourth spot available, Georgia Texas would be the best because the there's a scenario where the SEC doesn't even get in it. If Georgia loses, no. Yeah, if Georgia no, loses, Bama's not in. What I'm saying, but no, if you've got if it all Michigan, goes to chalk except for the Georgia game, yes. I feel like Georgia's already won. There's no way that they move to five just because of a loss in the SEC title game. What if it's a blowout? I'm talking 42 Yeah, it would have to be a blowout. Like, if they lose close, it's automatic. Yeah, Yeah, it's not going to be a blowout. 
All right, so scenarios out the window. Wait, yeah. who's your top four for the end of the year? All right, I have Georgia winning, so I think they'll be the one seed. Number two, I'll go with Michigan. I don't think that they'll lose to Iowa. I uh, feel pretty good about those two. Number three, I'll go um, – I think I'll go out west, and I'm going to go – Hmm. you know what? Actually, I think three is going to be Texas in the Big 12. They'll have the best win uh, over Alabama, and then they'll have a – I think they'll have a pretty convincing win in their conference championship game. Then I'm going to give Oregon the four seed with the revenge victory over Washington. I think that puts them at four uh, because they would have split the regular season matchup and the and the postseason matchup with Washington. I think it'll be a closer game. Um, so I'll slot them in at number four, which means Florida State in this scenario, I think they do lose to Louisville. Uh, I just don't think they have the offensive firepower to, to play Louisville. I think Louisville losing to Kentucky has them really – uh, pissed off, and I, I think they're going to play the spoiler. I could totally see it, especially with the way that Florida State looked against Florida. What do you got, Fudge? Only thing, like, Wade, for your scenario, like, the only thing with Texas making it in there, for me, like, I'm looking at it now. So, I'm looking at the AP ranking. I mean, Texas sits at seven right now. So, it's... Who would they have to jump? I mean, they would have to jump Oregon... Ohio State and Tech. It, well, yeah, Oregon and Ohio State. I mean, they would they would have to. So, they I mean, the thing Florida about it is, is the committee. Like, if if Florida State loses, your next immediate team in is probably going to be Ohio State because Washington and Oregon are going to face off, and mm-hmm. one of those teams is going to pull the other out. So, I, I just think the conference championship uh, yeah. is going to be valued. I would you think that the their Big Twelve champion. conference champion is going to? They have to win over think, Alabama. If they didn't beat Alabama, no. But yeah, I think I just they, thought they're going to value the loss for Ohio State, considering they only lost by three to the number two ranked team. I mean, that's that's the issue. Like, but their only State. good win is against Penn State. True, yeah. but Penn State's at ten, so I guess they're valuing it pretty high, considering they only dropped. Texas four. is also playing this week, and Ohio State's just sitting on their couch yeah. watching everybody else. They don't have an. I think it, I agree, win. Jacob. I Ohio think it's State, weird. To jump it, from seven to three, but that's it all depends where they're ranked tomorrow. If they can still make it in, if they're like five and six, yes, they have opportunity. But if they're seven or like or eight, which they probably won't be, the committee will probably put them at four, and there's going to be all the hoopla that they're still going to get in. I mean, points wise, like looking at it, like if you look at the AP points and everything, knowing that they don't mean too much, but Ohio State and Oregon are pretty close together. They're a lot closer together than Texas and Ohio State are. So. Uh, that's why I'm worried about like, even if Texas does win, like I, cause think about it every time that Bama plays and they play close, I think Texas's win looks meh. Like, I don't know. Close game against Auburn. It just looks, it looks okay now that they beat Bama and they're going to put them right in front of them where they've been all season long, you know, versus Ohio state. They really ran through everybody other than Michigan who they kept it close with. So uh, that's that's just how I see it. Because in my opinion, like I'm just eliminating Florida State right now, like in my head. Because if they lose, they're if out. If they lose, they're done. But Florida State been. could save all the hassle if they were to win, even if they win by a point. I mean, I don't sure. think you can leave them out. I don't yeah, think so. an undefeated team with their strength of schedule, uh, I 
don't think they stay out. Now, if so, Oregon wins, Washington's going to drop. The question is, does Washington drop below Ohio State and enough to push them up or below Texas and enough to push them up? I mean, that's that's an I think they would fall third in line just because of the recency. I think Ohio State's in a good spot sitting there. Depends on how bad the loss is. Yeah, yeah. I, I think if Alabama absolutely gets curb stomped by Georgia, that makes Texas's win over uh, Alabama look less right. valued, as you're saying, and that could help Ohio State. But if Texas wins big and the Georgia and Alabama game's close, I just don't think there's enough to, to deny Texas. But same thing goes the other direction, too. If Michigan's game with Iowa seems to be a back-and-forth defensive struggle, yeah, it, it could go the other way, too, where you know Texas's win – would be better than Ohio State's loss yep. to to Michigan. They're definitely not out of it, and it, it it's that's why we need twelve. This is the first time all college football playoff that I felt like one through seven or eight can make a claim to be in the top four. Yeah, it's absolutely. I'm looking forward to next 12. year. <laughs> yeah, this year twelve would have been perfect. They could have figured it out. I don't know. What, I mean, what are they doing? I mean, you just have them at the home teams, and then you just play the bowl games. So we just put Stanford in the ACC. Of course we can figure it out. Exactly. All I'm saying is if Missouri had just beaten Georgia earlier in the season, they're a lock. They're, like, they're in. Like I feel like there's a – Missouri's in the college football playoff. <laughs> That's <laughs> like – I think Missouri's going to be very happy eating oranges down I think Miami. so. Uh, yeah, I think so. Tyler, what's your top four? Yeah, I'll go pretty quick. This is going to be pretty chalky, but I think that this is ultimately going to happen. Number one is going to be Georgia. They're going to win the SEC, take down Alabama. I think that Alabama, even with a win against Georgia, they still need uh, a lot of help uh, in conference championship week uh, to get their way in. Number two, Michigan, all the talk about this being close. Let's not forget this is going to be an absolute rout in Indianapolis. Iowa does not have an offense to contend with Michigan, we've seen the same story. It happened last year. It happened a couple of years ago. Uh, number three is going to be Washington. I'm going to keep it. I was really the main guy that put Washington in his top four in preseason. So not going to go away from them. Uh, I'm going to ride them out as long as I can. And then number four, give me the Knowles. I think that they do it for Jordan Travis. A win against a Louisville team that just got beat by Kentucky. Wasn't really impressed with them. Haven't really been impressed with them the whole entire season. I think uh, that you really the way that their defense played, I think that, uh, you know, Benson's going to run all over them. Uh, so I think that Florida State bees uh, the number four seed and gets a date with Georgia in the Sugar Bowl, which probably won't be pretty. Would be an absolute route, uh, in my opinion. Uh, well, Tyler, you took all the wind out of my sails because mine is the exact same. Well, Georgia, Michigan, go. Washington, Florida State. It's all uh, because y'all believe in Washington, and, and I – that makes it a lot easier in a committee because then you have another undefeated power five conference. It's all champ. Undefeated. Clearly <laughs> yeah, everybody's undefeated. Well, even if, even if Florida state were to lose, as long as Washington wins, I think you have a clear playoff. Yeah. Uh, and I'm only picking Washington because I'm predicting that Bo Nix has a terrible game and Jane Daniels wins the Heisman. And Jacob, you missed the discussion last week. So let's hear, let's hear your argument. Let's hear the Heisman award. Yeah. Convince us that it should be Bo Nix. Um, it, it, for me, it's more than like, what, like, okay. So I watched a lot of LSU games this year in this more than I normally watch. And for me, the Oregon games that I watched with Bo Nix, for me, he's more, well, he's more all around. Like 
generally quarterback wise, I feel like he's all he more... does is throw the ball. You can't say he's more all around. He's not a more polished. Is the word he's going. He, yeah, he throws there the it ball is. There it is. behind the line of he's scrimmage and he's like a nice spear of clay that's been perfect. He wasn't polished well, the first yeah, I mean, couple the, of years the, the, at Auburn. I'll is... tell you that. <laughs> Well, yeah. Right, well, I'm sorry. Learned, I'll right? let you. I'll hey, the last you. time I saw Bo Nix in person, he absolutely killed LSU. Yeah, that too. Yeah, last <laughs> time I saw him in person him. was pouring down rain and it sucked. Um, no, I I feel like he's almost to four thousand yards this season, thirty-seven touchdowns. He's second in QBR. I, I there's he's first in all those numbers. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I feel that. With Oregon, you have to think about the team as well. With Oregon, it was more of... It's a player award. It is. is, But you can't tell me that it's not based off of team success as well. Because your top four people are from Oregon, LSU, Alabama. I mean, those are big powerhouse schools. They're going to put Jalen Milrow in one there's of those no, seats. There's They're no going shot in They're hell. Jalen Milrow gets invited then to who's New York. The yes, he will. Michael Penix. No. No. I don't they, think they, they invite four. There's Marvin four. Harrison. They invite three. Come, They've changed it to three. Oh, changed it to three? Yeah, it was changed to three last year. Um, uh, Then I think right? Penix could get left out. I thought it was four. Maybe not. Well, they, they like, yeah, I think it's three. Um, I, I'm looking for a stat here. I've been screenshotting. Jane Daniels him. is a he's a he's a running threat. In to he's be real, I don't, threat, bro. I don't I, think that Kelly, I don't think that Brian Kelly ultimately draws up plays for Daniels to just run. I mean, just there's 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 on a plenty there's plenty of uh, design QB runs, but he makes he makes the adjustments. I'm trying to find. Hold on. What LSU's stands out to me about Knicks is the 86.5% completion percentage. Right. He's absolutely shattered Marcus Mariota's uh, 2014 Heisman campaign. And I remember watching that thinking it was the best thing since sliced bread. Um, and that's even after watching RG3 and, and Johnny Manziel. So, I mean, there's no doubt what Knicks is doing is impressive statistically. But if you look at Jaden Daniels' stats, it looks very similar to what what Lamar Jackson did. And I know we all were very enamored with that. So Lamar Jackson, Johnny Manziel, Tim Tebow, he's got better stats than Joe Burrow did at brew 12 games. Put that disclaimer on it. I'm going to, I'm going to lead the stat or read the stats off to you, Jacob, that Jane Daniels is leading the country in. Okay. Total yards, total touchdowns, passing touchdowns, rushing yards as a QB, passer rating plays of 20 plus yards. He has 90, the second place, I think, has 60. Like, it's that big of a difference. QBR, yards per passing attempt, yards per carry, all players, yards per play, whatever expected points added means. I don't really know what, what that stands for. Um, and weighted EPA per play. Also, don't know what that's, that means. I understand the 86% completion rate from Bo Nix. That, that's amazing. He's going to be a great NFL quarterback, okay? I just don't think that you can give someone the Heisman because you put Bo Nix on a nine and three team. What is he? I mean, yeah, he's a great quarterback, but that that's the only difference is it, Bo Nix has an un, or a one loss Oregon team. Okay, he they have a defense. They played 
the 66th ranked strength to schedule where I had LSU's here in a second. Um, LSU had the uh, this nation's second toughest schedule according to the strength of schedule. You just got done telling me it wasn't a team award. Well, that's what I'm saying. The losses come from the losses come from the defense. It's not coming from the quarterback. I don't know. Oregon's defense doesn't look very good. The last couple weeks I've watched them. They did give up how many to Washington? If Nick goes out there and throws for 400 against Washington, it's going to be hard to not give it to him. Well, and I totally agree with that. He has the extra game. That's his advantage. But if but he goes he out there got his and team he, there too is part of the thing. That's true, but his defense played a lot into that. Tell me tell me this. If LSU had a you take out Daniels, defense, LSU ain't a bowl. LSU's team. got four not even close. They're probably like three and nine or four and eight. If if LSU had a sliver of a defense, they beat Ole Miss because they don't allow nine hundred total offensive yards. Um who else did we lose to? Alabama's iffy. I don't think you beat Florida State. That's weak. I hate said playing them week one was the worst decision possible. But there's a very good chance you beat Alabama because all you do is spy Jalen Milrow and he doesn't do anything to you. So that's that's my, you can't say that all the Oregon fans, their arguments are, well, they have three losses. Okay, Lamar Jackson had four. Johnny Manziel had two. RG3 had three. Tim Tebow had four. I mean, the lit, there's like 15 highs and winners that are not undefeated. Is it a QB award? Yes, it's not a wide receiver award. The only one that won it was Devonta Smith, and that was the COVID year, okay? I don't think you can tell me Bo Nix is a better player than Jane Daniels or who means more to their team. You can't tell me Jane Daniels is a better player than Bo Nix at this point. Look I mean, at his stats. He, and he's not just leading by a little bit. He's leading by a lot. Different schemes. I mean, it's completely different teams. I mean, you're talking completely different offenses. It, it's all of that is predicated on the offensive coordinators for both of those schools. Both of them have pretty, you know, pass right. heavy. But offenses. they have different. But they have different schemes. I mean, Oregon rarely runs the football. Rarely. On the other side, LSU. The only running is Jaden Daniels. Right. That's what I'm saying. Their run plays are designed basically to give them the ball and just let them run forever. I mean, his said that they weren't designed for quarterback runs. Exactly. That's not a design play. I mean, the thing about it is, is they just let their guys get all the way down the field and he's going to make a decision while he's in the backfield. They're they're running a route. I mean, it's not like they're just running straight out there to just make space. Did you watch the Texas A&M game? Did you see those throws? No, that I did made? not watch the Texas A&M. You need game. to go watch the highlights. Those are the I best throws I've the seen the entire year. I went to a game and I saw he couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. What game? I went to go? two games this year. I went to Arkansas and it was oh. atrocious. Yeah, that was the worst game that, that has ever been played. And the other side game. of it too is, I told well, I told Tyler this. I said he's gonna get hurt, and if when he does go to the NFL and he takes a huge hit because he's not going to slide, that he's going to get him. ran over. Look at Lamar. He's the same size as Lamar. Yeah, but at least Lamar Lamar's can slide. <laughs> but then again, he's Lamar always hurt. Well, <laughs> right. I'll tell you that. He's he's so he's so fast. He's faster than Lamar, and he's elusive. I don't think dual they can cre- catch him. Dual I consider him pretty comparable pro prospects. But I also would say the Heisman Award isn't a who's going to have a better NFL career. That's why Marvin Harrison is a joke of a candidate. The dude's got like he's got 14 touchdowns. I'll give him that. But he's got like 800 receiving yards. There's he's 12 only receiver. Ahead of him. 
He's our only well, receiver. Yeah, so it's like they, I don't think he's a legit candidate. Out of the three of them, between Jane Daniels, Michael Penix, and Bo Nix, I think Michael Penix will be the best NFL quarterback. But I think right now, and it's biased. I'm an LSU fan. You see the letters on my chest. I think it's Jane Daniels' award, and Bo Nix has to go out and have an absolute all-star game against Washington to win it, in my opinion. If he loses, I don't think he gets it. I'll set the yeah, bar at 330 again, yards and four touchdowns. Then again, yeah. Bo Nix closed out games this year, and Daniels failed to close out some games I'd this say year, if you, if you want to do out. that. That's more of the team defense. Where that comes yeah, into play. That that's more the defense because you look at Ole Miss, where they were in position to score and the wide receiver dropped the ball. I mean, hit them in the hands, right? You put up 56 points and still lose. Florida State, yeah, that was a blowout. He still had 350 yards and three touchdowns. I think then, you have to take you have to take quarterback rushing yards out of the equation for, for me. Because that. that's not your primary pri- primary job as a quarterback. He still leads it in, in Passing yards. He still has more passing yards than Bo Nix. And Bo Nix has 94 more attempts than he does. Well, actually, Nix does have more passing yards now. Okay, now. And, and he will <laughs> after this weekend. But but so Jaden we- does have more passing touchdowns. And I think in the college game, the running, running element of a quarterback is very important. And in the college game, sack yardage does factor into rush yards. So for him to have over... 1,200 rushing yards. I mean, in the NFL, that's going to be more like 1,500 because um, he definitely took some sacks. So he's got – if you didn't factor in sack yardage, he's well over 5,000 total yards. I mean, he's only 30 or 40 yards short of that, um, yeah. even with the sack yards factored in. So The reason he's ranked – reason Bonix is ranked number one right now on the Heisman ranking list, I believe, is because – the people that are voting for it think that Bo Nix is what got them to this point. I think that's no. The only reason is because they only have one loss. It's really the only difference. If this was an actual yeah. Heisman, the Heisman's supposed to be the best player in college football, not the best team in college football. That's what you play for the national championship trophy. That's for. why that's Carson what Beck's on the trophy is for. List. So we shouldn't even be having this discussion. Tyler's you asked said it perfectly. You asked. I answered. And- Wait, to your point regarding the passing yards. That's all I'm up. saying. Bo Nix, That's what the Heisman should be. None this of this is BS just about all oh, you have conversation to right here. Oregon, you're in the Pac-12, whoopie-doo. If you look at the stats, uh, like Chad brought up the stats, it's not really close, and you bringing up the, oh, the rushing yards shouldn't count. Well, I guess we should just strip Ronnie Mandel's trophy Tim Tebow's trophy away and Lamar Jackson's trophy away then, I guess. Take them all away. I guess just take it away, you know? Throw this out here. Bo, yes, Bo Nix has, uh, let's see, that's an 87 more yards than Jane Daniels passing. Okay. Jane Daniels has attempted 327 pass attempts. Bo Nix has attempted 401. So that's a huge difference. And the, and he's completed, Bo Nix is at 78% completion. Jane Daniels is at 72. I mean, that, that's what I'm saying. It's not that big of a difference. You go to the touchdowns, overall touchdowns, Daniels is at 50. Bo Nix is at uh, – I don't know if he has any rushing touchdowns. And I'll oh, tell you, so- LSU really wasn't stat padding against Texas A&M. I watched him hand it off to Josh Williams. Yeah, he handed up two touchdowns. Three touchdowns, yeah. Three yeah. times inside the two. 
against Georgia State, you know, certainly they were trying to build the campaign. But I, I think the Heisman is also a qualitative thing, and it's not even about stats. It's just about the eye test. And I think that Jaden Daniels has just been very exciting and kind of fits that mold for the dual threat quarterback that has historically won this award. I think Bo Nix has had a phenomenal season. I think that he, you know, is as a passer statistically having one of the best seasons efficiency wise. Uh, but mm-hmm. we didn't see Mac Jones up there for a Heisman <laughs> the year after Joe Burrow in 2017. And he threw for 80% of his passes. So uh, that, that can't be the only line there. Um, I mean, you look, you look at the Oregon games, it's screen passes and two yard routes. So I could complete those and I'm not even a quarterback. <laughs> We'll Winning see. Games. I, mean, I, I, I would not I, be surprised to see Nick's win it. Yeah. I also would not be you surprised. You just asked me who outraged. I think is going to win it. I think Nick's is going to win it. That's just my it, opinion. I, I like the disagreement. That's why I wanted to have you on last week, but Home Depot called. Um, I Honestly, you can obviously tell Tyler and I are rooting for Jaden Daniels, but you I agree think? with you, Wade. <laughs> Well, I think I would not honestly, be surprised for him, but do I think he's going to win? Probably not, because you know the national media loves to just—it's the last year of the Pac-12. They want, oh, let's just send out that conference with Heisman Trophy winner. Just I would be surprised to see Jaden win it. I mean, I love how I he came full circle, fellas. I love how I, he came full circle right here. It comes down to Saturday. It comes down to the performance. That's going to be Bo Nix's Heisman mm-hmm. moment. Is Saturday, so he's either going to sack up or he's going to play like he did at Auburn. I mean that's that that's your difference right there. Uh, some games around the league, you know, we had of course the Milro Miracle. Have y'all seen the video on Twitter of the Japanese call uh, of the of the announcers? It's it's with the Japanese broadcast. It's amazing. You got to go watch it. I'll send it to y'all. Um, and of course, Florida State survives that close one against Florida, like I said earlier. Uh, at one point, they were on their third string quarterback. So we'll see how. What's his last name? Hint, not Henderson. Rodemaker. Uh, yeah, that guy. Um, we'll see how he holds up against Louisville, Michigan, Ohio State. Fudge, I'm sure you watched that. How, how's your your Big Ten looking? You didn't watch it. You didn't watch the watch the, the game. I don't watch uh, the BS. That's yeah, so that annoying to me. I, I just so stupid. I, I hate that that they call it that BS. The game, just it like the, the Ohio game. State. Doesn't Harvard and Yale call their rivalry the game too? I'd rather watch the Harvard and Yale game. Um, they got their calculators out for that one. I, that's why I like that one. Of course, we mentioned the LSU Texas A and M game. It was a little slow. I was very frustrated. I mean, there was a there was a moment where I was about to kick my TV. Um, but Jane Daniels took over the game as he does, and why he should be a Heisman winner. Took over the game and win up beating them by 12. And of course, Penn State put the screws to Michigan State so bad that they had to go hire a new coach um, and steal them away from Oregon State. Uh, Washington had that game winning field goal. Talk about, I mean, in the rain, the, what was it? It was like a 50 yarder, wasn't it? Um, that it got the kicker nailed. Like Michael Phoenix couldn't even watch. Then he was just a, a sea of emotion. They had to They should have lost that game. Him. They really should have lost that game. Washington State gave it away. He threw like three picks that game, two or three picks. Uh, but conference championship week is here. So before we get to coaching carousels, I want y'all's picks for the conference championship. We'll start with Conference USA, uh, New Mexico State and Liberty. Quick picks. Tyler, who you got? 
Give me the Flames. I think they finish off the undefeated season and go bowling. All right, Wade, what about you? Going with New Mexico State. They beat Auburn pretty bad. I think they get it done. Fletch? No go Diego go over here. I'm going with the Flames also. Uh, give me New Mexico State. Let's go 2v2. Big one, Oregon-Washington. Why is this played on Friday? That's weird. Uh, so that they – Always played on Friday. Oh, well, I never watched the Pac-12 because it never really mattered until now. Um, Oregon's a nine-and-a-half-point favorite. Is this – this is played in a neutral site game, right? Vegas. Yeah, nope. It's yeah, in Vegas. All right, who do we got, boys? Tyler. Uh, pretty much a win in your end scenario. Give me the Huskies. All right, wait. Uh, I think it's gonna be Oregon. I I just think they're the hotter team right now. Butch, probably Oregon. Washington defense wins the game. Okay, I like it. Uh, I'm going Washington as well. Based off my uh, playoff scenarios, uh, let's go to the next one: Oklahoma State, Texas, the Dr. Pepper Neal Big Twelve Championship. What do we got, Tyler? Um, I love the pokes here, but uh, give me Hook'em Horns. I think that they go out in style, win the win the Big Twelve, and ride off into the sunset into the SEC. I like it, Wade. Yeah, I think Texas finally gets back, and then they pack their bags for the SEC. Damn, they're fourteen and a half point favorites. Yeah, I would take Oklahoma State to cover that. Me too. Jacob. Uh, Texas hasn't played anybody with a pulse in six weeks. Give me the pokes for the upset. I'm going horns down, baby. Give me Oklahoma State. And Texas cries their way into this. He switched his opinion overnight. I did. (laughs) Uh, Georgia, Alabama. Start with Jacob. Uh, The dogs are going to win it. Are we all dogs here? Woof, woof. Yeah, Georgia gets it done. I think they do too. <laughs> uh, SMU and Tulane. I want to pick Tulane, and I'm gonna stick with them. They're annoying, so I'll I'll let them win. Tyler, what do you got? Eh, they're just, Tulane fans are annoying. I think uh, take the points. This might be like a sixty to fifty type of game. <laughs> These offenses roll, but give me Tulane at home. Over unders forty eight and a half. Yeah, take that. Easily. Yeah, all day. Wade? Uh, I think the defense for Tulane could could show up. I, Tulane's offense isn't as good as it was a year ago with, with Tajay Spears, so their defense has to win them this game. If not, yeah, uh, SMU will hang 50 on them, but I don't know if Tulane's capable of scoring more than 35. So uh, I'm going to stick with Tulane, though. I think the defense does come through, and they eke this one out by, like, one or two points bunch of homer picks i'm taking the team that runs up the score give me the stangs for the upset the, the team out of dallas all right the big one the big 10 championship with the over under set at 35 and a half 23 michigan's, michigan's 23 point favorites oh, oh oh over under what do we got we all michigan wolverines yeah, I yep. think Michigan gets it done. I don't know if it goes over that though, and I, I, I think it's gonna be like thirty-one to nothing. <laughs> Ready for this overtime game? Give me Iowa. Overtime Absolute game chaos. The Hawkeyes win. Freaking wackadoodles. <laughs> overtime All Michigan's game. been doing is running the ball, and Iowa's got the best defense in the country. Give me Iowa. Iowa can't score a touchdown hey, uh, with their hands Iowa behind their back. Not have they they score score I was like ranked like fourth or fifth in the country in defense, and but they, they absolutely sucked against Nebraska and somehow still won the game. 
give me Iowa. Chaos, just absolute chaos. I know I picked Michigan in the playoffs, but throw it out the window. Give me Iowa. Um, Louisville, Florida State. Tyler, he's got the Knowles. Audio podcast, Tyler, you got to say who you're picking. Knowles. <laughs> That's why you got to watch the YouTube. Screw it. I'm going to go <laughs> Louisville, the chaos creators. I think they're going to be pissed off about that Kentucky loss. They're kind of a, I don't know, a hot and cold team. They absolutely boat race Notre Dame, and then they lose to teams they shouldn't. So I think they get a, a good week here and, and win. I like it. Fudge? Uh, Jawar Jordan puts the team on his back, and the Cardinals pull it off. I'm get yeah, out of here. Some upsets here. <laughs> Speaking of upsets, upset picks. I just I just gave mine with Iowa, so I'm going Iowa to upset the number two ranked Jim Harbaugh team and send him to the NFL. Give me Iowa over Michigan. Tyler, who you got for the upsets? Yeah, I'm going to go out west. Uh, this team is uh, – the, the wrong team is favoring this one. Give me UNLV to, to take down Boise State. Boise is minus two. This is not the blue field anymore. This is playing at UNLV. UNLV coming off of a tough loss at home against San Jose State. Look for them to rebound and become the champs of the Mountain West. I like it. I like it. Okay. Wait. All right, Tyler took the words out of my mouth. I like that UNLV pick as well, but I also just gave you Louisville over Florida State. So pick one of those two. I think they both happen. But I'm going to lose my mind with this conference this year because it is the crazy. This is the best conference, and this conference really should be in the Power Five with how well 10 of the 12 teams have played this year because 10 of the 12 teams in the conference are going to board. That's freaking wild. Uh, and this game's going to be wild, too, because I can't stand Troy. And uh, App State <laughs> is the absolute freaking home wrecker of all. And I talked about this on Coast to Coast. They have home wrecked freaking everybody. They've home wrecked freaking A&M, Michigan. Just ran them over That's in their home the stadium. Dogs. Just run them over. They Take the points and for App State to cover that points and just run away with it. Yeah, my bad on the uh, – I only have my ESPN filtered to the top 25 conference matchups. Uh, we got Miami, Ohio, and Toledo in the in the action. I mean, Toledo the Rock is never going to lose. They never lose that. All right, we're going UNLV, sounds like, and App State to take down Troy in the Sun Belt. I like it a lot. I like it. Uh, let's get – let's make some money. Anybody hey, make some money this shame. weekend? It's a shame that freaking James Madison isn't playing in this football We're game. We're going bowling, though. So James Madison is, is a top 15 team in the country. Wait, are they going bowling? Yep, because they there's are. not enough. Uh, They're allowed to, yes. Yep, because South Carolina, all the – Them and uh, Jacksonville State. Poverty, five Mississippi and State and South Carolina Six wins. <laughs> the Gamecocks little brother's going, too, yeah. Yeah, the <laughs> other Gamecock Jr. Yeah. But Gamecock Jr. lost to South Carolina, so what does that say? Yeah. All right. That, that so, was that was a great game. Let's get to building that bankroll. It's time for building that bankroll. I want to tell y'all about a sad story. Um, I've been using Prize Picks. I need to stop using Prize Picks because I <laughs> get two out of the three right every time. Um, they had a promo. <laughs> Christian McCaffrey get more than half a yard. For Thanksgiving. Boom. Hammered it. 
half a yard. Obviously, that got half a hundred. I parlayed that with a uh, Jared Goff over 253 passing yards. That hit 332. Um, and the third entry into my prize picks, I should have stopped there, but I got greedy. I said George Kittle or Tyler Lockett touchdown. Nothing. So that one lost. Let's go to the next one. That really pissed me off. DK Metcalf. I hit more than eight and a half targets. He had nine. Christian McCaffrey, more than five targets. He had six. CD Lamb, more than nine and a half targets. He had 10 total targets, but a two-point conversion for some reason does not count as a target. So he finished with nine. That parlay lost. Let's go to the next one. Christian McCaffrey, more than half a yard. Boom, hit, automatic. D.D. Lamb, more than nine and a half total targets. He had 10 people, but for some reason it doesn't count. Targets are tricky. Targets are subjective. That's why you shouldn't bet on it. But he caught the ball. He caught the two-point Yeah, but if, like, Dak airmails it and it was a Hail Mary, they might not say he was being targeted. And but Dak you airmails You know, I don't want to hear it. Jacob and I have been suffering for, like, three straight years. I'm not me. done. <laughs> I'm not done. But the reason is, that for some reason, a two-point conversion does not count in the stat line at all. It doesn't count as a passing oh. attempt. It doesn't count as a rushing attempt. Does it count towards yards? Does it count as a target or a catch or anything? How do you think Tyler felt when Joe Mixon had a passing touchdown in the Super Bowl? <laughs> he had him for first touchdown. All he had to do was run it in, and he threw a touchdown. That's um, like BS. That should count. That is BS. The next one, Christian McCaffrey, more than half a yard. Boom. Amon Ra, more than seven receptions. Mm-hmm. Boom. He had nine. Jameer Gibbs couldn't get a touchdown. What a bump. Uh, yeah, so those are those were my one pick away parlays on all of them, all of them. So I need to just start hitting the less and not the more. But that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about wolf spreads and how that's been going. Tyler finished first. Congratulations. Um, best bets of the week. Tyler started soft. Yeah, I guess we'll start it off in the college football landscape since we're talking about that for pretty much the majority of the show here. I'm going to go to the ACC. I think that Florida State gets it done. Louisville this, Louisville that. Florida State gets in. They have a lot to play for. Louisville doesn't. Like I mentioned on yesterday's show, they're pretty much a lot into the Orange Bowl. We lost Tyler for a second, but sounds like he's going going Florida State. Oh, you're back. What, What was the pick, Tyler? Yep. Yeah, so like I was saying before, my internet pooped itself. Uh, but uh, Florida State minus two and a half, uh, like I mentioned uh, on last night's show, uh, Louisville doesn't really have much to play for. They're in the Orange Bowl either way because the ACC has a tie into the Orange Bowl. Uh, so I think that Florida State gets in and they get in the playoff. I like it. I'm going. Uh, I'm going Washington plus nine and a half. I think the spread is way too big for a Pac-12 championship game. I know they haven't been playing great lately, and Oregon has, but I think Washington pulls it off. But I think they at least cover the nine and a half. Way, what you got? All right, uh, I'm going to take the pressure off the big games. I'm going to go back to that um, conference USA championship. I picked New Mexico State to win. That might have been a little outlandish, but I certainly think they'll cover ten and a half. I think that's a pretty good bet. So that'll be my college bet. Okay, but. Uh, my college bet, I'll play it safe. SMU Tulane, uh, the over at 48 and a half. Definitely pound the over. 
Definitely, definitely. Uh, kicking it over the NFL side, uh, Chicago and Minnesota are in an absolute dog fight, scoring fest for the <laughs> that ages. That ain't even a three. dog fight. Bring your pillow and blanket. That game sucks. Sarcasm Jesus. there, Jacob. My three God. to three in the third quarter. Uh, Josh Dobbs has a better chance to get in the Mars than he does scoring a touchdown. Where's my mic? Um, yep, mic's all over the place. Jesus Christ. So, That's how I feel about that game. Look at next week. We got some. We got some good games. I'll take Eagles to cover plus two and a half versus San Francisco. The Eagles at home. Give me, give me the two and a half. They could continue the streak they're on. No, uh, they went to overtime against the one team that won a game on the road. Jesus, they're playing in the snow. So snow? it was cold and rainy. The sleet. Uh, the sleet. Tyler, what's your NFL bet? Uh, give me the Lions minus four versus Saints. The Saints are god awful. Uh, the Lions are going to destroy this team. This is probably going to be like a thirty-eight to fourteen type of ball game. Uh, I know it's in the dome, uh, but the Saints are dead as long as Dennis yep. Allen is the coach and Derek Carr is the quarterback. The empty yards emperor, as he has been donned on Twitter by a few persons. That's yes. a good one. <laughs> Wait, what you got? All right. Worked for me last Friday. It's going to work for me again on Sunday. I'm going to take Dolphins to cover nine and a half. Uh, They did it against the Jets, who are pretty bad at offense, and they did it handily. Now they play the Commanders, who are a little bit better at at offense than the Jets, but they're still really bad, and they have the worst secondary in the league. They just fired their defensive coordinator. So, yeah, I think the Dolphins easily win that one by 10. Okay. Jacob? Uh, the team that's on fire but has a meh record, uh, the Broncos. They are the underdog on the road at Houston. They're going to win outright. Broncos money line. Five-game win streak right now. See if they can make yep. it six. All right, dog of the week. Here we go. Who got that dog in them? I'll be honest. I almost forgot about it because it's near the end of the show here. Um. My dog of the week, I'm going with Isaiah Bond from Alabama. Game-winning catch in the corner of the end zone with the grave digger play, and he gave him the Bond celebration. Isaiah Bond to win the Iron Bowl. My dog of the week. Wait, who you got? All right, I'm going to go with Kyron Williams, picking up right where he left off. Um, you know, he – had an ankle injury, but before that, he was one of the best running backs in the NFL. Uh, definitely a surprise of the season for the Rams. Well, I know he was playing the Cardinals, but he had 143 rush yards, as well as 61 receiving yards, so over 200 total yards and two touchdowns. Just took that game over and did it all while on my fantasy bench, but that's okay. I still got the win, so next week he's in there. Carry my team to a victory unless TJ Hawkinson somehow scores 50 points. We're not letting that happen. I already told Tyler it's not allowed. Yeah. So, uh, Kyron Williams, 39 points, carried me to victory. Appreciate it, Kyron. Tyler, what you got? Been rolling with the running backs. Let's go to Notre Dame's Audric Estime. 25 carries, 238 yards, four touchdowns. Honorable mention, I think my honorary, my year dog of the week is Ollie Gordon Jr. Ollie Gordon the third. If I have an early Heisman bet next year, that man is going to win the Heisman next year. Very reminiscent of Chuba Hubbard. Yep. And I Maybe guess Barry Sanders is the obvious <laughs> one there, huh? Yeah, yeah. That too. <laughs> Butch, what you got for us? 
Uh, Oklahoma TCU game last week. Oklahoma Dylan Gabriel threw for 400 yards. They put up 69 on the board. Man's got to be the dog of the week. And I he like might it. be bulldog like bound to Mississippi yeah, State. Yeah, there might be some transfer portal news going. I totally forgot about the coach carousel. I named the show the coach carousel. Uh, of course, carousel. A&M hires Mike Elko from Duke. I think that's a pretty good hire for them. That Mike was Elko. the most awkward looking press conference I've ever seen in yeah, my life. Very culty. They don't even try to hide it anymore. They had a cult meeting in the Baton Rouge Town Square this week. If I was in yeah. town, I would have. Did he give like, them uh, the national championship plaque like they did Jimbo? I would have fart bombed that thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's very Get weird. Get out of my city. Texas a and strange, especially their band. I mean, what are we wearing, guys? Come on. Um, I mean, they had Mark Stoops or Mike Stoops, whatever. It is. I think it's Mark. Uh, Mark. Stoops was on. There the even know a hire for either guy, honestly. He was in the. He was on the tarmac in College Station, and they said, "Sorry, Stoops. The Tex Ags message board is so outraged. My coworker wrote an email to the athletic director and sent it to him that he would be canceling his season tickets if they hired Mark Stoops as the next head coach." Now, I wouldn't it be great if Kentucky beats A and M? Like. Five oh, times in a that's going to be his Super Bowl now. He was on the tarmac, and they told him, sorry, dude, deal's done. Go back to Kentucky. But how awkward is it to return? He had to go beg for his job back. I mean, Kentucky doesn't really have a backbone. They paid Mark Stoops $7 million to do what he does. All right. But still, in any other circumstance, like, can you imagine, like, Jimbo, when he left Florida State to go to AM, would Florida State take him back? No. Hell, Mississippi State wouldn't even take Dan Mullen back if he came back with a million dollars and asked for the job. Like, <laughs> these loyalties, when you cross the loyalty lines, it's very hard. So, Stoops played a dangerous game there. Kentucky brought him back because they're about to enter the 14 team or the 16 team gauntlet of the SEC, and they're already a middle of the road team, and they're just trying to keep their head above water. But, really awkward situation there. Tell you what, I'm, next time Kentucky and Texas and him play, there's going to be some bad blood between Stoops and uh, Elkhart right now. Oh, um, all I'm saying is I'm going to laugh my ass off when Lincoln Riley gets fired at USC. You think it'll happen in Is the next think? couple of years? Okay, I think it will. Or he leaves to be the Carolina Panthers head coach. He could be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mr. Reich is done. We don't need a third one. Um, oh the God. Chip Kelly still at UCLA. That was kind of surprising to me. Uh, he stayed. I think yeah. a lot of teams are are Dave keeping their coaches because of the conference realignment. They want stability. You know, sense. they're they're good enough. But other teams are trying to get ahead of the curve, like Mississippi State. Jeff I Lordy. guess A and M, uh, Michigan State. You know, they're trying to get that new blood in there to let them have a fair shot. Yeah. Uh. Who else did we have? How is Dave Clawson? Is that uh, the North Carolina State coach? Or is that the Wake Forest coach? One of, Dave Doran. That's the name I'm looking for. For uh, North Carolina State. Getting no attention nationally. I mean, he's always done his produce at NC State. I think he's maxed them out. I, I'm really surprised a team like uh, Mississippi State didn't come calling. Honestly, if I'm Texas A&M, I'm going with him over uh, Elko. What do you think they're paying Elko? Has that been announced? Seven million dollars. So they get a little discount from their Jimbo days, but they're still paying Jimbo. How much was he making at Duke? 
Like not seven million dollars. You don't know because it's a private school, but that's true. It just didn't seem like the slam dunk hire. Like you fire a, a well-known coach, and yeah, I know that Jimbo's lost his touch a little bit, but you fire the well-known guy to hire, uh, you know, the lesser-known guy. Kind of feels like when LSU canned Les Miles and hired Orgeron, and it worked out for a little bit, but just doesn't seem like the marquee hire that that AM should have made. I well, like I, I like Elko there actually. Like I, I actually like the Elko hire because for me, like what he's done with Duke is pretty incredible. Like what what they've done with a private school like that with uh, Duke is is pretty wild. So for them, I don't think... to bounce back like that with his leadership. I I think that it's a good hire for. Well, he's A&M been at A and M before, so he already yeah. knows. Yeah. The recruiting trail. So I that's what I think. Yeah, recruiting wise, I think he packs more punch than Jimbo. I think Jimbo's too much talk at the end of the day and people kind of figured it out that well Jimbo's not going to deliver even if I go there so AM made a hire to literally go find a guy that can recruit good players to play I mean that's what he did at Duke he recruited good players to play in a team that wasn't so good turned it around in one season went to a bowl game and you know he's produced I mean that's so I think if you say he hasn't produced, there's plenty to say that this guy has done plenty to produce to play, you know, big time football, SEC football. I think he's more up for the challenge. I'm, well, I'm worried think... about the offense. He's got to make the right hire on offense. Uh, you can recruit all you want on oh, defense. Yeah. They've done it well the last three years, and they still go seven and five. Well, I think to Wade's point, the AM fans wanted a splashy hire. They wanted a Lincoln Riley. You're not going to get Deion Sanders. Exactly. Especially after paying Jimbo that much money, you don't have enough money to pay somebody like that. Again. Oh, they do. Oh, oh, oh they have all the money. But are they going to want to? No. But it's not, not a good enough job, or they're bluffing on the money because clearly they didn't. No, like they brought up Dan Lanning, but Lanning ain't going to leave a program like Oregon the way that not they're a, building yeah, over that, there. That would be a downgrade. You made a um, good point, Wade. Like, it's. Right now, that program isn't where it needs to be to go Their get a slam base, dunk like, sets high expectations. They, they think they are since they... 1930. You know what? I'm proud of them. They stayed in their lane. They didn't. Yep. They did. Go boat race somebody for 13 million dollars just to say they're a big program. They yes, they made an appropriate hire for where they're at. It's just not the hire I expected. I think they made a big boy decision, put their big boy pants on, and they just decided to go with a guy. Who they know can do former Aggie. Well, it's not Dan Campbell. I mean, did you really AM? You thought you were going to get Dan Campbell from the Lions? But uh, that's what I'm saying is we went from that to this. Like, but that was never even a possibility. Like, that that was their fans thinking that they are hot shit and they can pull a coach from the NFL from a guy who's leading the NFC right now. Like, come on. Just because you have millions and millions of dollars doesn't mean you can win natties every year. You can't buy also, really Jimbo Fisher is rumored to be taking the coaching job at Vanderbilt. That's I thought it was a fake account. I thought it was a fake phony. account. It's a, it's a legitimate Vanderbilt beat. Ain't writer. no way Jimbo going to Vandy. <laughs> Maybe he's trying what, to settle. What, no. Wouldn't he have to <laughs> void his money? I don't no. think so. No. Um, let's see. I don't think so. Oops. He must just want to party 24-7 and have low expectations. He just wants a nice pair of boots. Yeah, that's the only thing I've seen was that one tweet. So maybe that was completely false. But A&M 
does owe coaches. I think he's dusting down, buddy. Yeah, him and Coach O are going to get a house right next to each other. Um, speaking of coaches, like you said, Frank Reich fired from the Panthers. Uh, Sean Payton's figured it out in the NFL. Five-game win streak. I think uh, Sean Payton's running a little bounty gate. Have you seen the Broncos? They have had one guy suspended for four games for three hey, it's working. unnecessary roughness penalties. Then his replacement comes in and cracks Amari Cooper's ribcage wide open and knocks Dorian Thompson-Robinson out. I think what is working? Good for them. The Broncos are going to be way, way better than the crappy old Saints. I mean, the Saints had a chance to take the lead in the division. I, I still think letting him go is the right thing. Oh, I do too. Uh, they just need to let I don't the think the front office go. Uh, they made Desmond Ritter look really good. And the Falcons are going to make the playoffs. Let that sink in. The Falcons are probably going to make the playoffs. I still have hope so. for the Bucks. I don't know. I think the Bucks. I think the Bucks might give the uh, Carolina Panthers their second win of the year this week. Uh, I think the Baker. Bucks are better than Atlanta. They're just kind of in the Saints camp where they got to figure it out quickly. I so obviously my Bengals uh, championship pick is out the door with Joe Burrow going. Such a shame um, too because it the AFC is wide open, but it's also you know I feel like. The teams that are leading it right now, like Baltimore, like any given year, I think the Bengals could compete with them. But to see the yeah. Chiefs kind of playing down a little bit, the Chargers are out of it again, the Bills are down, like mm-hmm. this would have been the year to make the run. I, my, I'm updating my uh, Super Bowl picks. Ravens versus Eagles. Is yeah, I agree with that one. Uh, I think Jaguars, Jaguars, Birds, give me it. Yeah, I was, you know what? I was even going to go out Peterson on a limb Bowl. here and say yeah. uh, Jags-Lions for the Super Bowl. I like the Lions. I just kind of feel like they're in the Bengals camp from a couple years ago. I think they need another year, and then I think they'll be back. I think if they run the football well, they can win games. Like that. That's just – they have to balance it because golf just gets lit up there if they mm. can't balance it because they just get in third down passing scenarios where it's just they have to throw the ball because it's third and seven or third and eight, and they just don't. They just can't complete a pass, and they get off the field. Like that's what happened to them in the Thanksgiving game. But then again, the Lions haven't won a Thanksgiving game in God knows how long, so yeah. you can't really gauge it off of that week. And I mean, they're still in a really good position. I don't. I just don't think the Lions have a true like alpha receiver. I like Amon Ross St. Brown, but he's not like the go up and get it type guy. He's Very more nice. of a possession receiver. Watch what you're saying about my man? I think he's <laughs> great. I get a, great I what he is, him but he's well. not. I think he's, he's top five in con- contested catches this year, so he's developing. But they're short point. routes. They don't have anybody that stretches the field like like some of these other contenders have. They don't have a Brandon Ayuk. They don't have a C.D. Lamb. They have a guy that honestly plays a lot like Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase has kind of fallen into that role. So that's just a physical dude. Yeah, I, I just think they need somebody that can stretch the field because otherwise you're pounding it up the middle or you're throwing it on a crossing pattern to Amon Ross St. Brown or Sam Laporta. He's, he's Mike works. Thomas. He's slant boy. It works. It's just not – I don't know. I just. How do you think it. Jamal Williams feels leaving the Lions and going to freaking <laughs> New Orleans? That's just an ego boost or an ego crash for him. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to rob my start of the week, so y'all can suck it. I have, <laughs> I have, I have, have, a, I have a gripe. In, I like him on Rod. Don't get me wrong. I just don't think – I think he needs to be – I think he needs to be paired with a guy like 
who they I'll thought they were getting Jameson Williams. Year's fantasy football corner. Here it is. I'm so pissed off at the NFL because how do you find a guy like Amon Ra yeah, for $40,000? Oh, that That's 5% of his salary. Mm, That's, yeah. I don't know. And where's Taylor just, at? Hold on. Where's yeah. Taylor at? She's okay. on an international tour. She needs to cancel that. Yeah, she, she needs to get back. She needs to get back. She's on tour. <laughs> she needs to show back up to these damn games because Kelsey's <laughs> playing terrible. Okay. Hey, he had 15 points for me this week. That's yeah. good enough. They're winning. They're winning. Keith, I would take 15 <laughs> points and tight end. My gosh. Like, you have Speaking some people of, crawling. That, like, people would just be begging on their knees to get 15 points for any position player. Wait, oh, you, you brought up the there, point. He gets, like, 30. He, he wins you games when she's out of Okay, game. well, Kansas City really falls in the same boat as the Lions, and I, that's why I think that teams like the 49ers and the Eagles will be able to, to beat them. Um, and on the AFC I side, Dallas is set up well in the playoffs with much crap just, we give them. They can't, uh, they Dallas can't is going to choke it away. They, they always do. They're going to choke it away. But Wade, I think you brought up a good point with Detroit. Like, I think Detroit would be really good, but they have a problem. I think tight ends their issue. I don't think Sam Laporta is exactly the right fit there. Like for me, he just I don't think he does enough He's as a tight end in. Detroit, like he fits the system. It just they feels need, like they're running Pittsburgh's offense to a higher level of execution than Pittsburgh is, but that's pretty much all it is. I'll take right. whoever's the five seed in the NFC to make a deep run. Like Amon Ross is better, Deontay seed? Johnson. Probably, the yeah, Packers. because they play the four seed, and guess who the well the four seed would be the winner of the NFC South. That's pretty much a buy. Yeah, true. My uh, AFC wild right now would be Dallas. Dallas would be the five seed right now. Oh, they would destroy the Falcons. The Steelers might put it all together, together this year. Then they would move on probably to the Lions. I think that they could give the Lions a, a fair share. I, I just like the – I have the most confidence in the Eagles. I do think they get roughed up a little bit at some point. I don't think they go 15-1 and one or 16-1. and one, But I think that overall they're the most complete team. I mean that was a that was a good win in a in a crappy game last night. I mean that Jalen Hurts is him. I mean, the he's, and he didn't need the touch push. He, whenever you, if it's you're insane. Buffalo, why? Why do you not? What, they just it's stupidity. Like, they just can't get opinion, on the same page. They had the walk off no. touchdown right, right. there. Yeah. Well, I think that's pretty much going to do it for us this week. Uh, remember, Tiger Woods plays on Thursday at ten o'clock with Justin Thomas, or like ten thirty. So be tuned into that. Be tuned into our videos. Tyler's going to be dropping your must starts in fantasy football over on the YouTube shorts. And of course, the must sits. It's well, you're winning. You destroyed him. You beat him to death this week. I mean, Tyler was, I thought he was a guaranteed dub, and Jacob came out of nowhere and guaranteed Jacob is the man. Gobble, gobble day. I'm going back to the toilet bowl. Hey, man, I'm just trying to sneak my Comment your favorite toilet Maybe that's six seed and let's ride, baby. Hey, I beat Mikey last year, and he was 11-1, and one, and I beat him in the playoffs. See? So there, it can happen. Possible. You get in. You, and what did you do? I mean, I freaking choked the freaking goose in the championship <laughs> game against Cam, and just terrible. 
got to get in, got to win. And then you decided to take Mr. Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs, just like Mikey had. Exactly. Yeah. It's yeah, worked just, out pretty well for you. Can so we not, okay. Can we all agree to not let this happen anymore going in the next year's draft? We yeah, always go right. after the Joe and Jamar duo, and it's just not not as good. Yeah, I don't know what you guys are thinking. I, Maybe I any other stack, but please, I'm tired of the Dallin, Allen and Diggs stack. Honestly, uh, Dak to CD would be like a third of the price. <laughs> ten total receptions. To or ten total targets, I'm sorry. Um, all right. Well, that, that kind of wraps it up this week for this episode of Sports Scramble Podcast. We appreciate everybody watching and listening. Hit that subscribe button, comment, like. You can find us anywhere you get your podcast. Leave us a review. Let us know what you want for Christmas this year and what your top four Christmas movies are. Because Chet will uh, buy it for you. Whatever no, you want. <laughs> Jacob will, though, with all his fantasy uh, football winnings. Uh, with that, enjoy the week. Catch y'all next time.